Yo, what's up? Welcome to the Jew Show. This your boy Quan, and uh, it's an early morning on Sunday. It's two in the morning. Man, how you guys been, man? It's been a lot going on this past week. Been snowed in. Been snowed in. Um, a lot of things been going on. The government shut down. First and foremost. First off, I want to touch on a couple things as far as information about a government shutdown. What happens during a government shutdown? You still gonna get your mail. You can't get like permits and you can't get your gun permits. You can't get passports. You can't. Uh, not gonna be able to go to like parks. You're not gonna be able to go well like national parks and stuff like that. You can go to. You know, you can still go to your little local park, or whatever. But any like national park. What's crazy is like the military will still be working but they won't probably they probably won't get paid during this time that during this government shutdown but who will continue to work is the special counsel of robert Mueller, who is if you don't know he's head of the fbi and he's leading this investigation right now against trump and pretty much his whole campaign of you know pretty much you know Checking everything to see how he got in the White House. Was he influenced by Russia? Of course he was. We were. It's obvious, and we have this first article right here to speak on. It's pretty much, as much pretty much outlining everything that's going on within the government shutdown. Why it came to this? One of the main reasons is because the budget could not be reached between both parties, between the Democratic and Republican Party, and the heads of these parties. Um, you have the majority leader, Mitch McConnell, who's Republican from uh, Kentucky. And you have Chuck Schumer, who's from New York, a Democrat. And he's actually the uncle of the world-renowned comedian, Amy Schumer. Crazy. Small world. But yeah, one of the main um, hang-ups of this budget not being passed was uh, because of the the DACA program or the DACA policy or bill, whichever one is um, called, whatever. It don't matter. It's all the same. <clears throat> but what it, what's DACA? DACA is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, which is pretty much a program for immigrants. Say, for instance, my parents came and they had me while I was here. Um, if you were a child while you came to America, if you were born in a way, if you're born here, you are an American, essentially, anyways. But it's pretty much protecting children that were brought in as they were kids or after they were born or whatever. So they won't get sent back, pretty much. So it's like, you know, because they're kids. They were kids at the time they were arrived in America. So it's not like it was really their choice. So, yeah, they want to, Trump pretty much wants to scrap this bill completely. And with this bill being scrapped completely, you're looking at an estimated 200,000 immigrants being uh, deported from America, which is, come on, let's be real now. Let's be real. Let's be real. Nobody's going to outwork a Mexican. When I say Mexican, I mean... Oh, let me just be politically correct. 
you're not gonna work I work a Hispanic or a Latin. Alright. Latino. Whatever. See that's the thing. It's too much words to remember with this whole political correct shit going on. Alright, it really is. I'm just gonna say Mexicans, alright, for general the whole general term, alright. I'm from the South. We call them all Mexican. Yeah, I know it's different nationalities in different countries where people come from. But once I get to know you, know who you are, and I, I know that you're not a Mexican, you might be El Salvadorian, Venezuelan, Guatemalan. And once I find that out, I will address you as such. But until then, y'all are all Mexicans. Sorry. But I fuck with y'all, though. But anyways. The, where? But anyways, it's pretty much been, uh, Trump canceled it out in the program out in September and it's set to expire in March. That's why you got a lot of people, the lawmakers are scrambling right now to get this together because it doesn't, if they don't come to a clear cut decision to where it's approved by Congress, um, approved by Congress, approved by Trump, it was, uh, there will be people removed from their homes, from their jobs, and essentially kicked out of a of this country where, say for instance, a, a certain person spent the last 10 plus 20 years trying to build uh, a stable home, you know, for a place, for their family. And essentially, they might be snatched out of that job, their business, their home. You know, tragic situation, you know. This really is. You don't want, you don't want to ever see people go through anything like this. And what's crazy, speaking of this, the DACA and the sweeps and going on, people being removed. In California, they're actually preparing for the ICE sweeps. If you don't know what ICE it means, ICE stands for Immigration and Customs. What's the E? I know the E. What's the E? Ugh, I can't think of it right now. But it's just, um, it's this uh, we call it advocate, activist group uh, called PACT. People Against, ah, uh, what's the name of it? People Against, once I find it, I'll tell you guys. But yeah, they created this, um, this pact, right? It's pretty much it, the acronym for spell out the pact. Pact. P A C T. Alright. So they pretty much came with this. They're acting as um, a watch group, pretty much. And there's people all across the U.S., but mainly in California. They're acting as pretty much uh, a watch group for ICE when the, when the um, government actually comes in to try to take these people. Now, pact can't stop ICE from doing their job. They can't stop ICE agents from actually doing their job. So what they, like I said, they're actually pretty much acting like um, a watch group where they're keeping watch, letting people keep an update if they see ICE in the area. And, okay, what's the name of it? Packed, 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 packed. Oh, people acting in community together. Packed. Um, give this guy credit, give his name. Uh, what's the guy's name? They're in San Jose. Uh, Jesus Ruiz, he's the organizer, and they said they were already prepared. They knew it was coming. Eventually, it was, they knew it was eventually gonna come. And um, 
it was crazy. Ice is playing the sweeps all across north, north, northern California, because California has, if not the, but some of the toughest sanctuary laws to where they're going to protect their people, and uh, where they're going to protect immigrants and citizens, whatever. Which I, I consider immigrant citizenship. If you're over here working, you know, and you're trying to do better yourself, it's like, who am I to knock for that? You know, who am I to knock you for trying to do better? And it's like, that's what you preach and want to do or whatever, but it's like, okay. Immigrants are the backbone of this country. That's just the point of it is. <laughs> the only people that want immigrants are black people. But that's for a whole nother episode. But, uh, but yeah, speaking, yeah, but, and this other thing too, what white people need to understand. And yes, I'm speaking directly to white people. Because white people always think when they see, um, Certain things happening to um, people of color, whether black or brown or whatever, they always think, oh, that's their problem. But they, if they haven't picked up by now of how things work in America, it always starts at the lower level and goes up. That's how it works. It starts at the lower level, then it goes up. And what's crazy, people don't even realize that. White people especially don't even realize it. Why people don't even realize that they become victims of their own system as well. And when I say victims, I don't mean... I mean victims as far as they become numb. They become immune. They're immune from the things that happen to people of color, you know. But just like everything, just like the poll, police brutality. I remember telling folks about this back in... When the Trayvon and uh, Mike Brown shit went down. I'll tell white people back then too. So just because y'all don't... Y'all see mostly us getting killed. You see videos of us getting killed. Slain from the streets. Don't mean it won't happen to y'all. And what'd you see? You had the... uh got the uh, white guy's name. But yeah, he got popped. You got the white lady. She got popped. And that sparked like a big kind of outrage, uproar, whatever you want to call it. Or whatever. And it really, and it just goes to prove my point that she starts at the bottom. But it you rise to the top. That's why you see, that's why you see white people now, they have like this. Everything's fucked up, man. Everything's going to hell. Everything's shit. It's been shit. It's just not some shit for you. It's been fucked up. That's what's crazy. Black folks been telling you shit fucked up since the jump. Been telling you shit was fucked up since the jump. Oh no, they're crazy. Well, if you just pull your pants up and you just show some respect, carry yourself with respect, then maybe just these things won't happen to you. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. All right, let me stop. I'm going to go down to a whole rabbit hole that we really almost need to go to, not this time. But anyways, back to Donald Trump. I spoke on the Robert Mueller. Um... 
the special, um, special counsel of Robert Mueller, the um, head of the FBI, that's going to continue on with uh, the Russia investigation, the Russian Trump investigation. And with that, there was a report of a, the Deutsche Bank. If you don't know the Deutsche Bank, that's the German. That's pretty much like the German Federal Reserve Bank, pretty much. That's all it is. And it says, the Deutsche Bank flags suspicious Kushner company transaction. Now, Kushner, that last name, Kushner. Jared Kushner is the son-in-law of Donald Trump. Okay. The Deutsche Bank has informed German, Germany's banking regulator about suspicious transaction by the real estate company owned by Jared Kushner and his family. No details are provided by the nature of the transactions, but Deutsche Bank officials are prepared to turn over documents related to them to special counsel Robert Mueller, who was investigating Russia interference in the U.S. presidential election. The business magazine reported Friday, Deutsche Bank is a key banker for both senior White House advisor Kushner and his father-in-law, President Trump. Reuters reported last month that Mueller had issued subpoenas to the bank for information on certain money and credit transactions. But Trump and his and members of his family, according to a source described as being close to the matter, the New York Times reported last month that the U.S. attorney based in Brooklyn, New York, also had issued a subpoena to the bank for information related to the Kushner, the Kushner family. The bank discovered the troubling Kushner co- company transactions after an in, internal audit ordered by board president Paul Acklinger. These fucking weird names. According to the German publication Manager Magazine, in an article first reported and translated by Mother Jones Magazine, Acklinger's internal de- detectives were embarrassed to deliver their interim report regarding real estate tycoon Kushner's to the financial regulator of Germany. Stated the article, according to Mother Jones, their findings, there are indications that Donald Trump's son-in-law or persons or companies close to him could have channeled suspicious money, monies through Deutsche Bank as a result of their business dealings. Now, Deutsche Bank has reportedly loaned over $2 billion to, the, to companies affiliated with Trump since the 1990s. Has continued to give millions to him even through even though he defaulted on one of his loans. Trump owes the German bank at least 130 million, according to the president's most rec- most recent financial disclosure form. Though it could be much more, Trump initially turned to the bank after a number of his business businesses declared bankruptcy, making it difficult for him to find loans in the U.S. The bank also loaned Kushner's real estate company 285 million for a planned renovation of its building at Times Square in Manhattan. The Times has reported Kushner and his mother, Cheryl Stockmeyer, also have a multi-million dollar line of credit from the bank, according to a financial disclosure from Kushner. <coughs> this shit is crazy. This shit is like becoming one crazy-ass James Bond film, where it's just so much... It's even crazier than a James Bond film. Like, James Bond films don't even go this deep. Alright, if this all comes out, it's just got to be like the greatest. Probably, man, we got to figure out where this rank and like 
nigga. I don't even know how to describe this, but this is, it got to be like the craziest, like, man, like some runoff on the plug type shit. Like, that's the only way like I can feel like I can describe it. Like, man, Trump hit us with okie dokie for this odd man. Man, hit us with the back door with the Russians, nigga. Nobody was expecting that. That's crazy. But anyway, um, earlier this month, earlier this month, the Trump administration reduced fines against five banks, including Deutsche Banks, linked to interest rate manipulation, reported in the National Business Times. If you want to check this article out, it's uh, in the Huffington Post. Um, oh, man, this is crazy, man. And what's crazy, Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, has zero, zero political background. Granted, he's a businessman. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know the politician. Why are you a top White House advisor? Well, why am I even questioning that? Like, why is he president, period? Like, that's the thing. But anyway, I digress. Oh man, even crazier news. A Kansas state representative came out and said black people respond the worst to marijuana. And it's due to our genetics. Crazy. 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 Alright, a GOP lawmaker. And first off, if people don't know what GOP, GOP stands for Grand Old Party. It's the. It's like the little nickname, a moniker for the Republican Party. <clears throat> All right. A GOP lawmaker in Kansas said that um, African-Americans responded the worst to uh, marijuana because of their genetics and character makeup. All right. It was State Representative Steve Alfred. Uh, he was at a legislative coffee session on Saturday. Um, and pretty much... If y'all don't know why, pretty, pretty much, okay, I just want to say this, alright, what he's saying pretty much is pretty much one of the main reasons why weed is illegal right now as we speak in the majority of the, of the United States, right, it's this whole, it's a Jim Crow era policy that's like, because they say they ban these drugs to protect citizens from black people. And our drug use from you know other people, whatever. Really, really, nigga. Then he still has his ideology that um, marijuana is still an entry drug into higher drugs. It's like, come on, we already broke that. That's um, not a myth. All right, that's a myth. All right. And come on, man. People's first breakthrough drug is fucking cigarettes. This motherfucker's out here smoking and fucking dipping and shit. Got an early age for anything. Everybody want to talk about this weed. Everybody got something about to say about this smoke. Everybody. Everybody got to talk something bad about this weed. Sweet ain't did nothing to nobody. 
Said make you feel good. She made me feel man straight. And he said black people were spreading worse to the marijuana because they're genetics. What research? Based on what research? I've only smoked with niggas, so I've only known niggas to be joyful, joyful, sleepy, relaxed, and hungry after some weed. Man, it's just crazy. Like, I feel like, right, I feel like certain shit, right? You should, like, before you really just, I don't know, man, like, when it comes to these drugs and shit, before you really just say no to them, should you try them? I don't know, it's just me thinking out loud. I don't know, this nigga need to smoke a blunt. He in Kansas. He need to go down to his local inner city in Kansas, light up a sparkle of blunt one of these motherfuckers in the projects. Sparkle of blunt, nigga, the hood. Come on, man. You speaking on the words you know nothing about, bro. If it wasn't for weed, we wouldn't even have a chronic. Dr. Dre. Man, just think about that. If we didn't have weed, if we, you know how many great albums were recorded, were created, how many great thoughts and everything created from weed. Man, as James Brown, Ray Charles, Marvin Gaye, shit, even Michael Jackson, I know he was talking. This nigga, one of the most famous people in the world, you tell me he ain't got access to every drug. All of a sudden, at the end of his life, he wants to start taking drugs just so he can sleep. They're propofol. Anyways, man. We we wouldn't have Snoop Dogg. Man. We wouldn't have the chronic 2001. If it wasn't for weed. Man. Wiz Khalifa? Motherfuckers need to... That's why you gotta stay true to this culture, man. Man, stay true to this reefer. Matter of fact, go ahead, go ahead, spark up one. Just for Representative Steve Alfred. God's medicine. This is the Lord's medicine. Shit, I don't even get sick no more. For real. Whenever I feel like I'm getting sick, something, something coming on, I just roll my medicine up. In the words of the great method man roll that shit like that shit 
smoke it, man. Man, we went and had fucking met the man in red, man. Fucking how high? She, he study high, he test high, get high scores. Man, but they don't hear me though. Speaking of weed and drugs, okay, in general, I don't consider weed a drug, but I just want to speak on this. Uh, uh, we had the passing of Fredro Santana. The people are not familiar with uh, Fredro Santana. Fraser Santana was a big part of the Chirac drill movement going on. If people don't remember how fucking big that shit was, it was a fucking big deal. Like Chief Keith and that whole squad, everybody at that time was on a new level, man, like, it really brought, it showed us the side of Chicago that many didn't know what the fuck was going on in Chicago, many didn't know, but it really showed a whole nother side, but, and plus, oh, yeah, it was, a cause it showed us the, the, the violence, everything going on in the inner city, but it also gave birth to the to the guys in the uh, Save Money Gang, uh, Joey Perp, Chance the Rapper, my guy Vince Mc- Vic Mensa, and others from Chicago as well. BJ Chicago Kid, he was already doing his thing before then, but still, yeah, but yeah, he passed away from. Uh, Liver and ki- well, kidney failure. I mean, he also was having a problem with the liver as well. From this lean, man. He had ASAP Yams a couple years ago pass away from this lean. You got um, another artist, uh, Lil Peep. He passed away from, um, they said it was a fentanyl uh, overdose. I ain't never tried no damn fentanyl. I don't know what the fuck he did to get some fentanyl. Or something like I don't, I don't, all I need is this weed. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. That's it. And if I don't smoke, I'm I'm straight. But just keep calling my name. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, I think this is definitely a sign. If you if you're doing this lean, if you're doing these. I don't know, once they sell me, once I heard that lean was like fucking liquid heroin, I said, hell no, nigga. Liquid heroin, my nigga? I don't even... No. No, bro. Liquid heroin? That don't even sound good. Once you hear some shit like that. The motherfucker... I don't know who the person I really hope... Matter of fact, I hope everybody takes a good message from this and, you know, stop. Stop doing this lean shit. Because didn't Pimp C die from the lean, too? Or it could have been some conspiracy shit with uh, Pimp C, you know, the peoples. No, but we ain't going to speak on that right now. We ain't going to talk on that right now. But, yeah, man, a person I really hope takes the uh, message out of this and really stops this. 
is Lil Wayne. Come on, like Wayne, you've had um, a long history of seizures. A long history of seizures due to um, probably other reasons as well, but uh, we know the lean. Just like people need Fredro, people need ASAP, people need Lil Pete, we need Lil Wayne. We need Lil Wayne. Like I spoke on this in previous episodes, we're living in a generation of the children of Yeezy, Wheezy, and Guwap. Think about it. Yeezy, Wheezy, and Guwap. Yeezy's still popping. Gucci's still popping. There's no... I mean, we know the shit between him and Birdman, but still, it's like... I feel like Wayne, I don't know, I feel like Wayne's been held up at the same time, but it's like we still need Wayne to be here. Because he's still dropping dope bars. Dope verses. Dope mixtapes. Shout out to Dedication 6. Dope. That College Park. And it's not College, college I mean not College fucking College Park. College Grove. With him and 2 chains. Wayne is fucking spitting. Wayne. We need Wayne. The culture needs Wayne. So if anybody knows. Little Wayne you out here listening to it. I know you fuck with the show. Stop it bro. Free, free to call the five. Speaking of fucking. Wayne and Birdman. Shout out to my nigga Drizzy. Shout out to my nigga Drizzy. He dropped uh, his Scary Hours EP. Uh, featured two songs. Uh, God's Plan and um, Diplomatic Immunity. God's Plan is a dope song. I'm going to speak on God's Plan. God's Plan is a dope song. Um, I like the message behind it and everything. Um, everything you're saying. And I like the whole idea of it when it's like, um, I don't know, I got kind of like a, I felt like he was sounding like Nav a little bit. I don't know, maybe that Toronto, Canada thing, but I don't know, that's just kind of the sound I got from it. Um, I don't know, maybe a couple more listens, I'll give it more, a more refined judgment or whatever, but it's a cool song. That's a song I definitely put on while riding to. It's definitely a song, like, it shit just came out, what, yesterday? Yeah, so it's like, it's definitely something you need more time with. You know what I'm saying? I came not from the judge's song completely in that time, but you know what I'm saying? It's an okay song. But Diplomatic Fucking Immunity? Psh, man. Bars. Bars. That's man. And Drizzy, he comes at niggas next. And I want to ask this too. Is Drake the LeBron James of the rap game? The reason I'm bringing this up, I had to spark it up, spark that back up. But the reason I was talking about this, right? Drake and my homie, shout shout out my homie Quay from um from Paris, Texas, repping. He was featured on episode two with my boy Floyd running through. LA with my woes. All time classic. 
But he brought it up. He asked. He was like, he feels Drake is the LeBron James of hip hop, and he said, cause he can do everything. He can drop a hook. He can sing. He can rap. He can. He got the ad libs. He got. Everybody, he checks off every box. But to me, the only thing he don't check off is having that classic to where I feel like. To me, personally, his dopest album is, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. Now, I know it's considered a, a, a mixtape or whatever, but I know it's your dopest album to me. One, because I have great memories to it. Reason I named episode two running through LA with my woes is because I was running. Yeah, know yourself. Because those are my niggas. And that was like shit. But, anyways. But yeah, man. That that whole album was dope. Like, I feel like it was, uh, it was definitely more rapping Drake, but he still had those good singing songs. He was still rapping and still giving you those emotional songs. He was still, um, Man, I say, yeah, definitely, if you're reading this, it's too late. It took me his dopest project. Views has definitely grown on me to where I can be like, okay, you can look at them like, yeah, there's Drake's classic. And it's going to be considered Drake's all-time classic. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now, just with the general public. Just because it did, it didn't do like one, one or two million in a week. It did a million a week. So he did, you know, so he did that, and it's like, that's definitely going to be considered one of his dopest just because of the numbers. People are going to be looking at it, like, just because of the numbers. And at the same time, he still put out dope songs on there. <laughs> like, the song's over in a little dope. I just love, sonically, how that sounds. It's just giving that old school vibe. It's just, the singing on that, it's just, it, it brings you in. Brings you in going this song. Then Hotline Bling, of course, is probably my all-time favorite song. Um, but yeah, um, it's directed LeBron James of of hip hop. Cause I've always felt that Jay Z is the Jordan of hip hop. Cause I feel like Jay took his shit to he brought it just like Jordan brought basketball to the globe. I feel like. Yeah, hip-hop was already on the globe and stuff, but Jay really took the shit to a next level. And I feel like Drake is doing our generations of taking to the next level. Because, like, he's... Drake's always gonna be judged against Jay. And, um... It's just... It is what it is. And Brian's always gonna be judged against Kobe and Jordan. But mostly Jordan, of course, because, you know, people... People don't say it, but they fear LeBron. Because he is the greatest player in the world. Now, do I feel Drake could eclipse Jay? Hmm. Me personally? No. And don't get me wrong. I can say, don't get me wrong on none of this. Drake is dope. I fuck with Drake. I love when he brings the bars, when he sings. He's that all-around player. But it's like Jay is still... That's the difference between basketball. That's why I really shouldn't compare it to basketball 
and I don't know, I could basketball and hip hop, but it's they they're so connected. It's like because Jay is forty seven, dropping four four four. Now, when the whole story is wrapped up between both of them and everything, who's going to be considered the dopest on each end? I feel like musically, people are going to say Drake. One, because he's going to have, first off, he has more, uh, what's the, he has more mainstream. Drake is pop. He is the number one superstar, pop star. He is that. So he's going to have the more numbers. He's going to have the more uh, popularity and stuff like that. He, Because he, he's going to be the next Will Smith. Let's just be honest with the shit. People forget this was Lil Jimmy in the wheelchair on the grassy. He's going to be the next Will Smith. So when this shit is all said and done, it's gonna be like, he's going to be like the dopest in the rap game. And the dopest in the movie game for a whole generation. And that's the same shit. So it's like, man, you could say he's the LeBron James. And me personally, I can say LeBron James. The dopest player of all time. That's me. But do I consider Drake as the dopest rapper? Or the dopest artist? Right now, in time? No. Because I feel like Drake definitely still has time on his side. Like, don't get me wrong. He still has time on his side. I need to just turn 30. He got plenty of time on his side. So he's going to be killing this shit for no telling how long. But he's definitely going to be those guys that's a staple in culture for a long time. He is. It's just, it is what it is. He's already, his his, his cement is still with but he's already set his shit in stone. That might have went over some of y'all here. Right there. The cement is still wet. But it's already set in stone. Oof. Man, I need some water. My nigga K-Dot, though. That's the thing, too. This is where it all stemmed from, right? Where our conversation stemmed from. Cause I, I said Kendrick Lamar is the GOAT of this generation. Man, was that a different conversation? Y'all think I had that with Smith. But, uh... Yeah, I think I had that with Smith on a previous episode. But... Yeah, I think I told him Santa said the same shit to him plenty of times anyways, but um but yeah. Kendrick Lamar. I feel like uh, we just need like a rap beef a battle between him and Drake. We just need it for the culture. Just like we got to see Jay and Nas go against each other. Big and Pop go against each other. Ja and 50. Cam and Mace. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) 
Ice-T and Soldier Boy. Nigga, beef. What's beef? Beef is what? No, we don't want that type of beef. Beef is when I see you. Leave that alone. I said Biggie beef. I said what happened to Biggie and Pac. That's what you call listening, man. Fuck with Biggie. I. That's my guy. Jay Z, Biggie Smalls, make your shit your draws. Brooklyn going out to all. Bro, fucking sports. The NFL. All right, I'm, I'm a Titans fan, right? So, we fired Mike Malarkey. Matter of fact, I'm going to talk about my play, the NFL playoffs first. Then I'm, then we're going to delve into my Titans. <coughs> all right. So, okay. Today is Sunday. Okay, Sunday is 3 a.m. 3 a.m. on Sunday. The Jacksonville Jaguars. <coughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Take on the New England Patriots. The Minnesota Vikings take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, out of all the teams I picked in the division round to win, only one of those teams win. That was Jacksonville. Okay. Jacksonville was the only team to win. And that's the team I don't want to win the Super Bowl. The reason I don't want to win the Super Bowl? Because I'm a Titans fan. I don't want to win the fucking Super Bowl for us. We've been here. But, hey, this just might be that year because they've been balling. That defense is nasty. But you know what? We beat their ass every time. Just remember that. Yeah, y'all doing y'all thing and everything. But just know, we tap that ass. Whooped that motherfucking ass. We the real view. <laughs> oh, man. I can be cracking myself up like a month, man. But, yeah, man, we was the freaking... Only one team I picked won. Atlanta shit to be Julio missed a, a catch in the end zone. But it's like, oh, it's like, how much blame do you put on Julio? It's like, damn, you should have came down with that. But it's like, shh, you don't know what happened in those sweet moments. It's like, shit. Especially as a receiver, you don't know what's going on. Anyways, yeah, but yeah, he missed a big, missed a big catch at the game. Um, the Minnesota, uh, Minnesota, and uh, New Orleans. I had New Orleans. I picked New Orleans to win the Super Bowl. Like that was my pick to win the Super Bowl. New Orleans. That ain't gonna happen now. Okay. Okay. It's just, it's not gonna happen. So. Because Alvin Kamara's been beasting. Mark Ingram was beasting. Breeze was being Breeze. That defense was nice. And they was young and nice. And it showed. I can't really say, was it? Because, like, it was crazy. Like, dude. It's like I felt like he was holding up to for, for the, uh, not trying to get the pass interference. Like, I feel like that's the only thing it was. Was holding up to not get the pass interference because he knows if he really got the pass interference, he'll still put him in field goal range just to win the game. So, can you still be mad at him? Because he tried to play it safe. 
damn the same time, you got to give it to Stephon Diggs. He just made a dope-ass play. How he was able to keep his body in bounds, then just shoot up. Because it's still risky for him to shoot up the field and not go out of bounds. Because once he's tackled inbounds, that clock is moving. So, yeah, it's it's a dope play on his end, too. So, it's like, man, that was, man. What else happened? It wasn't else in the AFC. Oh, yeah, Jacksonville hung, what, 45 on Pittsburgh? 45 on Pittsburgh. I don't want to speak too much about that game. It was just... I feel like Pittsburgh, they shit the bed for real. What about the Titans? Nigga, we know. Alright. Shit, I thought we was going to win. I thought we were going to win every single game. That's just me being a fan. Shit, I know when we lose, shit, we lose. It is what it is. Tighten up, though. Speaking of my fucking tights, we fired our coach, Mike Malarkey. Now, I said on the previous episode, on the Puffy Panthers episode, that I wouldn't be upset if he was fired. And I wouldn't be upset if they kept him, but he had to get a new coordinator. Or a different play called something. Cause the shit was boring watching on TV. Like my nigga, it's it's bad when like you watching a game and it gets predictable. Like it's so predictable, your game planning to where you can sit home and you know what's gonna happen. Like that's seriously. Like I used to sit home and be like, okay, they're gonna line up my left with Henry or Murray. Then boom, the defense know is blitzing. Everything crashing in. They did that shit on a fourth and one. In fucking Foxborough. In Foxborough. In laws. Of course. Once you do bullshit like that. Once you do bullshit like that against Belichick and Brady. It's over. That's all they're looking for you to fuck up. They're looking for you to fuck up. Like, oh, got it. Turn over on downs, man. But today we hired, well, no, yesterday. Yesterday, hired Mike Vrabel. Now, y'all remember Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel was a player I liked because he was on the Patriots during the time when uh, when they went, they went three straight? What was it? Just they won one, didn't go, then won two. I don't know how to work, but I know Super Bowl 39. Like, that's like one of the first Super Bowls that just stick out in my head. Because I was the Eagles, Patriots, Donovan McNabb, T.O. had the broke ankle. Yeah, McNabb threw up and shit. And yeah, man, that was a Super Bowl I remember. That was a crazy Super Bowl. That's probably my first Super Bowl that I'll just fully remember. But, uh, yeah, he was on playing that team. He was a dope linebacker. He was a dope player, consistent. He was always on my franchise on Madden. And he was on my franchise. And uh, y'all remember uh, 
when 2K used to make football games? Nigga, when 2K used to make football games, niggas was on, it was on Xbox, the first Xbox. So niggas all bulky and shit. It was a cool game to play. It had like Funkmaster Flex calling you up, wanting to play games and talk shit. Yeah. I forgot it had a whole bunch of other little players in little franchise mode, but it was cool. It was cool. You could make your own little team and shit. Same like the same shit you do in 2K with the basketball and shit. You did the same shit with the football. And that's the thing. Like, I don't give a fuck about... Like, I like 2K and playing basketball and shit on there. But I don't really care about being so technical, knowing, you know, how every single move and stuff like that. Like, I like to just get on the little GM mode or whatever and just put teams together and just try to win championships. Like, that's fun to me. That's fun to me. I get, like, a couple star players, then get a bunch of, like, I players, put them on the team. I'm going to be like, all right, let me see how far we can go. That's fun to me. I'm like, shit, you creating your own little journey or whatever. That was just fun to me, you know. What else been going on in the world, man? Five porn stars deaths in three months. Yes, you heard that right. Five porn star deaths in three months. What's going on with our stars? Our porn stars. Porn sites are some of the craziest places. Especially comments. Porn comments are some of the funniest shit ever. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a whole show where I just read porn comments. This shit, some of the shit you see is just crazy. It's like, why? I don't understand why people really comment on porn. Matter of fact, I get people, people think they're important. That's what it is. Oh, my God. It's just a little article uh, by Fox News. Uh, adult actress Olivia Lua was found dead at a California rehab facility Thursday morning, making her the latest in a series of tragic deaths to plague the adult film industry. LA Direct Models Lua's agency since April 2017 confirmed the 23-year-old's death in a statement. The New York Daily News reported, much comment has been recently made on a number of adults Adult stars haven't passed in the last year. With the great sadness, we must inform that the list has grown longer. We're to learn today that Olivia Lua passed away this morning. Um, she pretty much OD'd on a prescription drug she was taking. Um, she was mixing with drugs, alcohol, you know what I'm saying? Bad combo. We already know how that goes, man. Man. And she, and you had Olivia Nova, she was just 20, I don't even know who she is, but August Ames, 23, hung up and self. Now, the reason I said her name like that, right, she's someone I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen her around. And on the black, man, crazy, man, crazy generation, but it just was crazy. As she was, um, all right, the Las Vegas Metro Police Department released a report confirming that she died after 
Hold on, who the fuck was that? No, that ain't her. Alright. Oh, yeah, August Ames, 23, hung herself in December after she was labeled homophobic for refusing to have sex on camera with men who had done gay porn. I mean, those are that's real health risks associated to that. Like it really is real health risk associated to that. If you don't believe me, just look it up and do the research yourself. You ain't gotta listen to me, just do the research yourself. But um speaking of yeah, I'm speaking on the uh genuine. Okay, genuine is being labeled transphobic or homophobic or whatever because he didn't want this transgender woman to be to kiss him. So, and this uh, I don't know the I don't know the lady's name, but I seen the video and I seen the news reports. And he's saying you can't. Like you can't reject them. The hell you can't force me. You can't really you really honest, you can't force nobody to like you, really. That's the thing. And this goes for anything and everybody. You can't force nobody to like you. Just can't. People don't want to fuck with you because they want to fuck with you. It is what it is. They aren't y'all supposed to be all about love wins. Love is, you know what I'm saying? Love is, y'all want love to be the thing. Love whoever you want to love and stuff like that. If he don't want to love a transgender, don't let him love. He don't want to love a transgender. And somebody else made the point of saying you shouldn't just X off, saying in the point of she could have meant it as you couldn't you can't just exit off a whole portion of people as far as you like. But everybody does it. If you're a straight dude, you don't like dudes. So you X out dudes off your list. Then even it get even smaller than that. You might be you might not like white girls, you might not like black girls, you might not like whatever. And then on the flip side, girls might not like girls. So they exit out all girls. Just like they might not like transgenders. They exit out transgenders. They, you know what I'm saying? It's everybody got preference. Like what you like. Fuck with whoever fuck with you. Man. Just fuck with whoever fuck with you. Man, let's keep it simple like that, man. Keep it all the way buggy. All the way funky. Keep it rolling with that. I'm going to leave y'all with this. Keep y'all head up. Think for yourselves. Have your own thoughts. Have your own opinions. Make sure that they're your opinions. That they're your feelings. That they're yours. And don't be afraid to speak out. 
even if it might even go against the status quo per se, politically correctness, whatever. You gotta break the rules any times, man. We live in a whole different world right now. Think about it. Think about this shit, man. This is like a crazy period in time. This is like the 60s all over again. But also, it's still, race is forever going to be an issue in America. It always has been. It always will, no matter what. But we like at a crazy point. Like, this shit make me think about, like, Prince, Sign of the Times. Times. It had a cold-ass bass line. I think it was all bass line. But anyways. Man. It's a lot of shit going on in the world, man. Yeah, I need to do y'all research out there. Be woke, but don't be too woke. Be woke, but don't be too woke. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, take a nap. You know what I'm saying? Go to sleep. Power nap it out. A strong 30. A hot 30. That's it. A hot 30 is all you need. You straight. Take a hot 30, wake back up. It's just me research. Just be on the search, on the set, on the search or the journey for the truth. Be on the journey for the truth. You can't be on the journey just for whatever you like. You know you can't just stop at one part of something, a part of a book, and just be part of that, stuck in that part of the book. Then try to tell the whole story. Or just be stuck in a certain belief or stuck in a certain way of thinking or whatever without talking, without communicating, finding out why people feel this way, why people think this way. You gotta research, you gotta experiment, you gotta you gotta be always on the search for knowledge, you know. You'll never get old if you're always on the search. You always got this if you're always curious. You you got to be curious. You got to hold on to that child instinct to be curious in us. So, with that, I'll leave you this. Stay up. Stay woke. Peace.